What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. to Housewives Happy Hour. So today I am breaking down the tumultuous Beverly Hills reunion that we have been waiting for for a year now. I think we can all agree that this season has been completely exhausting and not really that fun. And I'm going to be breaking down the first part, second part, and third part with y'all because I have lots of thoughts and I'd love to share them with you. (laughs) So the reunion started with all the ladies getting ready. Rinna comes out onto the main floor with the manila envelope which we can only assume has receipts from the season. And, um, you know, what's funny is we never actually saw anything come out of the envelope the entire reunion. And I don't know if this was purposeful or if, like, something was edited out, but I thought it was interesting that she had come prepared and they did not show anything from her folder. Um, I also think that it's kind of weird that, um, you know, every reunion we've seen that somebody has brought out some sort of receipts Andy usually likes to see receipts, and we didn't really see much of that until the third part where the whole text message debacle got brought up. So I I thought that was kind of odd. But anyways, we basically got a cameo from Jamie Lee Curtis, which was fabulous. I thought that was a nice way to kind of start the day. It probably would have been better if they ended the reunion with her, um, just judging by how the reunion ended. Um, I think... I think that, you know, um, having somebody like her come out towards the end would have been really kind of fun. But anyways, um, so then we move on to something that wasn't as exciting um, and very kind of dark, to borrow a word from Crystal. Um, Andy brings up the harassment that Garcelle's son Jax received on social media. And Garcelle explained that it all happened to Jax during his first week of high school, along with Jax receiving threatening messages filled with the racial slurs. He also um, got sent his mother's Playboy photos and Andy addressed it and he he quickly made it less about Garcelle and Jackson, more about the hate and harassment that the entire cast had received online, which I think was a little disappointing just because it was mainly focused on Garcelle's son. And Garcelle makes it clear that she believes someone in the cast was behind the attacks on Jax, aka someone hired those bots to attack her son. So you guys are probably a little confused um, with the whole bot situation so from my understanding someone potentially allegedly whatever you want to say someone could have purchased bots and when i say bots i mean and this is just from my understanding of it bots are essentially fake instagram accounts that are scheduled to post a certain comment or whatever on somebody's page in order to harass them promote something or whatever it could be a spam account So um, Garcelle basically believes that someone had purchased these bot accounts to harass Jax, and she believes it was someone on her cast, and they believe, or I'm sorry, and when I say someone, I mean Diana. Now, I know that Diana gets a lot of hate, and I know that this was a horrible situation, but I truly believe in my heart of hearts that Diana did not do this, Um, and, and she has admitted that she has launched an investigation to figure out who has done it. And she is making some progress and she has updated people on social media with that progress. I just don't believe anybody on this cast, as much as I dislike some women for certain things that they do, I just have no, 
I have no belief in my heart that any of these women were responsible for this. I do believe that there are some really mean people out there on social media and could have very well said these horrible things to Garcelle's son. And I know it's horrible to think that, but I, I really do believe that it was not anybody on this cast. So a couple more things were talked about during the first part of the reunion, but one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, so they were discussing Crystal's eating disorder and her food issues and stuff like that. But um, something that happened that I thought was really interesting. So the dark thing that Sutton allegedly said last season comes back up and Crystal still won't reveal what the dark comment was, but she admits that after getting to know Sutton, she sees that there was nothing dark about her comment. And then the ladies question why Crystal brought it up this season since she knows Sutton. And it seems like Crystal tried to stir the pot and it basically blew up in her face because oddly enough, Lisa calls Crystal out for dropping bombs but not giving the details and forcing everyone to assume the worst about Sutton. Um, so Crystal then reveals that she lost several friends since joining the show and this confused Kyle. So they started to get into it a little bit. But I just wanted to say that um, with the whole dark comment, pretty much from what i gathered there was no dark comment and it was just she was describing the conversation as a dark conversation which i agree it was kind of a dark conversation they were talking about race and racial issues which can be considered a dark conversation and so i think i understand crystal in that sense but i did think that she took it a little bit too far because she did say on watch what happens live and i remember specifically vividly watching her saying that there were more things that were said that were dark and even though she had already denied on the show that there was nothing else. So I think she did get caught in a little bit of a lie there and it didn't make her look good. But at the end of the day, I think I don't think Sutton's racist or anything like that. But I do think that the conversation was a little uncomfortable and Crystal felt uncomfortable by it. And that's fine. She's entitled to feel any way that she did. She, you know, feels. However, I think it was kind of, you know, I, I think it was a little bit too far-fetched for her to say that there was something more that was said that was dark because there really wasn't. I mean, if there was, I think she should just say it at this point. The reunion ended kind of horribly with Garcelle going back and forth with Diana, um, talking about the whole bot situation, which I, I really thought was, was you know, I, I don't know. Personally, for me, I mean, I know a lot of people hate Diana because of things that have happened on social media and on the show, and they're just bothered by her. But I, again, I really just do not believe that she was capable of hiring these Instagram accounts to attack Garcelle's son. She's admitting she's swearing on her kids. I just don't feel that she would do that. And um, But Garcelle is entitled to feel however she wants to feel. And if that's the way she feels, then that's the way she feels. And no one will be able to change that. But um, and, and it ended basically with Garcelle saying that she just wants to be left alone and... Um, and, you know, just doesn't want to speak about Diana anymore. And she made that pretty clear at BravoCon as well, saying that she does not want to talk about Diana at all. So, I don't know. It's just, I don't think it ended on a very good note between them. Moving on over to the second part of the reunion, not a lot happened in my opinion. I think that it was kind of more of a filler episode that was a little boring. One thing that I thought was really interesting that they talked about for pretty much the last half of the reunion of the second part was um, Andy calling out Lisa for her horrible behavior on social media. And he said that Lisa gives him anxiety and that she creates negative attention for the show. And Lisa claims that she's working on herself and urges Andy to put her on pause if need be. One post of Lisa's in which she claims she can't fight with Garcelle because if she does, she's racist, comes up for discussion. And Garcelle calls out Lisa's microaggressions. And Crystal also agrees. Um, 
I think that for me, because I've, I've talked about this before, I always feel like a housewife like Lisa is is great for the show because she keeps people watching and she may be the villain, but she does keep people watching. I mean, highest ratings was this season. Um, and I think that's really important to note. But also Bravo and NBC, whatever, all these production companies that work on Housewives, they don't really like a housewife that's too heavily involved on social media. And not a lot of housewives are. There's a few across some franchises where they just they comment on every single thing and they post about every single thing that happens on the show. And Rinna is beginning to be one of them. I think she um, she kind of started with the Denise season. Like that, that's when people started to notice it. And then now it's just getting worse and worse. And this last season was just horrible. I mean, she created so much drama on social media that that there was almost like a whole second show going on on social media. And I, I kind of like am... I, I kind of I feel like the people who aren't on social media won't won't really understand this so I'm trying to paint the picture for you but literally everything that's happened on the show has come out on social media beforehand without having known about certain situations we've seen play out on the show Lisa's already commenting on it on social media and it's kind of a little frustrating because it's almost like you know, spoilers, but not spoilers, but then also just a complete nightmare. You never know what she's going to post. You never know what she's going to say. You never know who she's going to call out or who she's going to blame. It's a lot. And I totally get what Andy's saying. Well, it's just, it's horrible behavior. And I, I feel like she kind of brushed it off at the reunion. I was looking for her to take some serious accountability and you just see her sitting there with her drink saying, I know I'm a work in progress. I know, I know. It's like, you know, at, at this stage in the game, at, at as seasoned of a housewife she is, she should honestly just know better and she should do better. And that's something that have I've always, you know, I think that just drives me nuts about Rena because I do think that she is a great housewife on some levels. And I also feel like she is a truth teller, truth seeker, uh, you know, to some degree. But this last season, there was just a lot of issues going on and it was really hard to, to, view her as this honest person I, I think so we move on to the third part which was honestly the most exciting in my book um uh, you know like i think we were all just kind of waiting for kathy to approach the stage and for us to get to the bottom of whatever this story was or you know is and so she joins the reunion and things clearly aren't you know good between her and any of the ladies or let's just say between her and Rena and Erica you could see the look on their faces when she came out it was just you know like they were horrified or disgusted whatever you want to call it um Kathy tried to be her lighthearted, silly self but that persona was quickly gone and replaced by shade in my opinion <laughs> So starting off with Tequila Gate, Kathy said that she wasn't mad at Lisa for trying Kendall Jenner's tequila, and she noted that Lisa has been very supportive of her own tequila. She said that she was really upset with Kyle because in her mind, she thought Kyle was going to have a surprise tasting of her tequila at the hat shop, so she got upset when that wasn't the case. So for me, the whole Tequila Gate story, um, I, I feel like she was trying to own it, you know, but it, it kind of just didn't, it fell flat a little bit. Um, she should have just sat there with the ladies and said, you know what, to all the ladies here, I apologize. I should not have re reacted that way. And I, you know, I misspoke and I, I, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Bottom line. Um, I think Kyle really, you know, felt upset just because a lot of things have happened, but she kind of was like, you know, you could tell she was really emotional about the whole thing because she didn't know what she was supposed to do. 
And um, I, I think Kathy tried to own it, but it just didn't it didn't work out. So. So then we finally hear from Kathy's perspective what happened at the Caribou Club to upset her so much. And according to Kathy, she asked the manager to play some music the ladies could dance to, and he denied the request. She offered money to play a few songs, and he told her to go back to L.A. And Kathy admits that this pissed her off and that she wanted to leave ASAP. Kyle says Kathy demanded they leave, um, to which Kathy agreed. And Erica says that when she asked Kathy what was wrong, excuse me, Kathy allegedly said the DJ, and I'm, I'm just going to say the word, um, so you guys know, because I mean, maybe you don't know, but apparently Kathy allegedly said the DJ is an old fucking faggot and Kathy denies saying that and insists that it's not in her vocabulary. Andy notes that HR investigated this claim and could not find any proof. And she said that she will admit to what she's done, but that she will not be made out to be a monster. And Erica stands by her claim that Kathy used a gay slur. Clearly, Erica or her team leaked the gay slur rumor to the press after Aspen since she claims that she's the only one who heard Kathy say it. Kathy says that she has much more credibility than Erica, who walks around with her designer items purchased with stolen money, which I thought was a bold move from Kathy. was not expecting her to say that. And honestly, props to her for sticking up for herself. But at the same time, I just want to say, do I believe that Kathy used this gay slur? You know, it's really hard for me to say, but I personally, I, I think it's like, I know that it's, I know that she's probably capable of saying that, but I, I choose to not believe that she said that. And I know that I'm probably going to get some backlash for that because y'all probably think that, you know, she, you know, I, I don't know what y'all think, actually. Maybe you will agree with me, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't see her saying that. I don't, I, I truly don't believe that that's in her vocabulary. I, I just... I just don't. Um, as far as like HR at Bravo investigating it, I mean, there's really nothing to investigate. If Erica's saying that she's the only one that heard it, what's there to investigate? It's literally her word against her word. So I, I don't really think there's anything to, to dig deep and find out. Um, there was a, you know, uh, there was a healthy amount of people on social media that were saying that it was true. I remember when they were filming this and this was coming out here, and I believe we talked about it here on the podcast. Um, but a big, a big blog, a friend of mine, her name's Thea. She runs, uh, you know, an Instagram account, your moms are watching. And she says that she has been messaged by multiple sources that claim that they also heard Kathy use that slur at the caribou club because they were there that night. And that, you know, is, is also circumstantial. I mean, you don't really know if that's the truth or not, to be honest, in, in my eyes, if I'm thinking about this, if they're in a club and it's loud and there's music playing, I don't understand how how somebody would have heard that. Um, I, I just, you know, I mean, I think words can easily get misinterpreted even when you're in like a loud room, let alone a club, a nightclub. So I choose to believe that it, it did not happen. However, you know, I mean, if something comes out later or whatever, as of right now, I believe that it did not happen. So the conversation evolves into Kathy's meltdown after the Caribou Club. And Lisa talks about Kathy's meltdown in the Sprinter van and at Kyle's house. When Andy goes down the list of things that Kathy allegedly said, Kathy does deny it all. She then accuses Lisa of faking the text from Kathy that she posted on social media. Andy verifies that the texts from Kathy are real and are still on Lisa's phone. I don't believe that Lisa made those texts up. I do believe that those are true. When it comes to the press leaks, though, Erica denies that she or her team had any part in the leak. 
She notes that her publicist, Jack, has repped Nikki for years. Kathy concurs that she doesn't think Jack played any part. And Erica insists that she wanted the drama with Kathy to stay in the group and be discussed at the reunion, not on social media. Garcelle noted that everything is on social media now and Lisa agreed. But Garcelle blames Lisa for most of it since she's the one who's constantly posting stuff about the show. Lisa says, and this was important to note, but by the way, Lisa says that when she got back from Aspen, she got a call from TMZ asking her about what happened in Aspen. And she claims that they already knew something went down and wanted the details. Kyle says she wishes it never got out there. So I just want to say something real quick. First of all, Lisa had already said during the show, during the season, that she did not leak any information to the press about Kathy. Now she's saying that TMZ called her and and asked her what happened in Aspen. And she doesn't say if she does speak to them or not, but she did say that they called her. Let me just let me just tell you guys, you know, because I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Lisa's not a liar. Lisa's not a liar. She's a liar, you guys. In this situation, she's a liar. Because I can just tell you right now, um, I, I have seen messages that she has sent to blogs that are friends of mine on instagram christian grace no he runs a big podcast called the christian christian grace no podcast he is you know pretty well known in the bravo social media realm he has a relationship with reno or did before she blocked him where she had sent him messages saying i you know i i don't quote me verbatim but she wanted to get the story with Kathy out there on social media. She wanted people to start talking about it and start knowing about it so that she could be ahead of the game when it came to the season. I'm just telling you guys this because it's really frustrating watching Lisa completely deny having any um, involvement on social media with leaking information to the press because stuff gets leaked to the press with Beverly Hills all the time. I get it. But then you, sh you know, there's, there's, first of all, also... Um, I'm jumping around here, but I don't know who this was. I think it, I don't think it was Jack or Erica's publicist, whatever, but there was some, some unseen footage, previously unseen footage where someone who is a part of Erica's team was speaking at an event saying that they were listening to every single word that was going on in the conversation. Stuff can easily get leaked because there's so many people that are at these filming events. I mean, it's impossible for them to have this closed filming event where stuff isn't going to get leaked. I totally get that. But for Rinna to sit there and say that she is not responsible for leaking any information to the press, I don't believe that that is true. And I, I, I've seen the proof with my own eyes, so y'all can convince me otherwise, but she is a liar when it comes to that. Kathy says that she apologized to Kyle and then agreed to also film an apology with Rinna, but says that she was blindsided and forced by Kyle to apologize to Lisa on camera when, when she was only agreeing to apologize to Kyle on camera. Um, footage shows that Kyle gave Kathy the option of sticking around to talk with Lisa. So Kathy definitely could have left if she didn't want to interact with Lisa. I, I believe that. According to Kathy, Lisa wanted the apology on camera because her contract was coming up for the renewal and she needed the storyline. She then called Lisa the biggest bully in Hollywood, listing off all of the Beverly Hills stars in the past that have gone after Lisa. Or I'm sorry, that Lisa has gone after Kyle breaks down in tears and Andy notes that perhaps Lisa should have never told Kyle what Kathy said about her as their relationship would still be intact. Lisa says that she's backing off so that Kyle and Kathy can mend fences. I think it's a little too late at this point, but Kyle continues to cry and says that she doesn't want to be estranged from her sister again. And she also says that her niece Paris liking tweets against her really hurt her feelings. 
Kyle tries to make up with Kathy, but Kathy is unwilling. Kathy says that Kyle is acting like a martyr, and she also says that she's hurt by what happened. Kathy doesn't want to discuss this any further with Kyle, and Dorit tries to interject to help Kathy and Kyle, but Kyle tells her to stay out of it. And before Kathy exits the reunion stage, she and Kyle awkwardly hug, and Kyle says that she doesn't understand why she's at fault, and hints that things may um, be really done between her and Kathy now, because Kathy said... Um, you know, you didn't say one word or you didn't say two words today or whatever. So I will say that, um, do I believe that Kathy said these things, um, to Rinna? I think that she probably said some of those things, um, or maybe a variation of those things, but I don't think that she said those words verbatim. So I don't know, you guys, like thinking back now, I really... You know, like, I totally get that everyone believes that Kathy... I, I mean, it's so hard to say I'm Team Kathy. It's so hard to say I'm Team Rinna because they're both just... They're both horrible in this situation, unfortunately, because I love them. But I think they both got caught in lies. And I don't know. It's a little disappointing because, you know, I really thought that we were going to get some resolution towards the end of the season. And we really didn't. There was no real clear understanding of what went on. And it really was a case of he... Sh she said, she said, there was no real, you know, there was no real proof that was shown. There was nothing that was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Bravo, because I know there's some theories out there that Bravo had withhold, withheld reunion footage. And I don't believe that. I feel like they would have shown the footage that they had, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like footage is being withheld in this certain situation. Do I think that Kathy was really hard on Kyle during this reunion? Yes. Do I think that she's probably hard on her constantly and that's why their relationship is strained? Yes. However, while I'm watching, and I don't know if this was cut out or not, but Kyle was pretty silent during the whole conversation that Kyle was having, or I'm sorry, that Kathy was having with Rinna. I do think that Kyle should have stepped up a little bit more and said, you know, once you, you know, in that situation where Kathy was apologizing for what was said, why couldn't you let it go? Why couldn't you just move on? Why couldn't you move on in that moment? That's where I feel like Kyle probably could have stepped up and, and you know, if, if that's what Kathy needs from her sister in that moment, she, if she needs Kyle to defend her, then I think that that's what she should have done because I would do that for my sister if she needed that. I know the relationship is probably a lot more complicated than we all really know, but I'm just saying if I were in her shoes, I think I would understand Kathy's feelings a little bit more. I don't really feel like Kyle stood up for Kathy at all during this reunion. And I, I don't really think that Kathy, you know, I think Kathy stood up for herself really well, but I don't, I don't really feel like Kyle did a lot. Um, she just kind of sat there and cried and I get it because, you know, she was really emotional, but at the same time, I do feel like she could have said a little bit more. Um, but I know I, I just feel bad because I know that she really wants the relationship with her sister to be better. She doesn't want it to be. And you could see the pain in her in her eyes when the reunion was over and she walked back to her room and she didn't want to do the toast. You know, she she really was hurt. And I think it was kind of, I don't know. I, I definitely think that things could have been done differently. But yeah, I mean, whatever. And with that, I mean, that was the conclusion. It left off saying that the, the last time that, or I'm sorry, the first time that Kyle... And Kathy had been seen with each other was at BravoCon. They seemed to be okay at BravoCon when I was there. I, I, I don't I didn't see any particular issue being brought up at BravoCon. So I don't know what the future holds for Beverly Hills. I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
But thank you guys so much for joining me for this reunion reaction, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.